The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Yes, this is Unexplained Realms. Uh, You're in the right place. And yes, that is Grammy-nominated multi-platinum singer-songwriter and actress Jordan Sparks in the background. Maybe Miss Sparks, a listener of Unexplained Realms. Either way, we are upon Thanksgiving, so I thought, why not throw a little Christmas cheer in for your listening pleasure? I have a very, very dark Thanksgiving tale for you. It comes from the 1930s and is still a very cold case. Let's dig in. James Justin Germond and Mabel Gregory were married and decided to settle in Stanford to run a dairy farm. It was said he never missed a milk delivery and worked through holidays. The Germond family was held in high esteem by their peers. They were thought to be a hard-working family who were well-liked within their community. On November 26, 1930, the day before Thanksgiving, someone approached the Germond's house. Mabel had been in the kitchen preparing food for her family. As the person knocked on the door, she peered out. It was believed she knew the individual as she stepped out onto the porch. As Mabel stepped out, she was holding a knife. It seems that she raised the knife in some sort of self-defense fashion. But the individual took the knife from her and was able to overpower her. This person stabbed Mabel with such great force, it penetrated her sternum. Though she had been stabbed in the chest, she still tried to turn away from this person and kick him but he slashed at her leg. 
Continuing to try and run away, she turned, but immediately fell on the floor. Mabel most likely bled out in the minutes that followed. During Mabel's murder, her 10-year-old, Raymond, was sitting at the table in the kitchen. He witnessed the entire murder. Terrified, he ran out of the other door, around the house, to get his father. His father was in the barn working with the milking machines. Usted ran to the house to figure out what was happening. He heads to the kitchen door and the individual who had murdered his wife was able to get close enough to hit him in the head with the handle part of the knife. As Usted begins to fall from his head injury, the individual continues to stab him in his right armpit and right shoulder blade. After Usted and Mabel are murdered, this individual focuses on Raymond. He chases Raymond all around the property and he eventually catches him and stabs him to death. Raymond's body was under a small wagon. The killer then moved the bodies of Usted and Raymond. I know, you're probably wondering why. I wondered why too. Until I remembered, there was one last family member. Bernice Germond was on her way home via bus. The killer knew she was coming home. And if she were allowed to live, she may discover what had happened and the identity of the killer. Once stepping off the bus, the driver later testified that Bernice was startled to see the house was dark. But she assumed everyone was out since it was the night before Thanksgiving. Bernice headed into the house, placed her coat on a hook, and walked in the darkness towards the kitchen. The killer emerged from the darkness and began his attack. Bernice crawled under the kitchen sink to escape her attacker. When Bernice's body is found, her eyes were wide open. She had been murdered at around 5.20 p.m. A few days later, an employee at the creamery noticed that Mr. Germain had not delivered any milk. He believed this to be strange since he was always prompt and loyal. The employee decided to go check on the German family. When he arrived, he found them all deceased. In this small town in the 1930s, the police were not equipped to handle a murder scene such as this. 
The coroner's report indicated that the family had been stabbed 23 times. And this is where the story just stops. The family is dead. And once the murder weapon is found, the knife, it is handled by so many people that it's no longer good evidence. James Estid's wallet was found not far from the home where the murders occurred. Police follow leads in hopes of finding the killer. They even chased down a man who had recently purchased a knife matching the same description. The only other lead came from the ongoing feud that Usted had with his neighbor, Arthur Curry. Some would say that Arthur had a tendency to have violent outbursts and he did not like the German family at all. On the day of the murders, Arthur Curry left his farm at 4 p.m. He lived very close to the German family. He told his wife he was going to collect annual rent from the Germans. They rented some pasture land from Curry. Though Arthur left at 4 p.m., he did not arrive back home until 6.40 or 6.50 p.m. When investigations began, Arthur told his wife he had seen James Estid. but he did not collect any rent. He stated the killer must have come after he left. Investigators were very suspicious, especially since they found Usted's wallet empty about a mile away. Raymond Byes previously asked Arthur to cut his hair, but when he arrived to Arthur's home that evening, Arthur wasn't home yet. He saw only Arthur's wife and child sitting at the table. This would be about 10 minutes till 7 on the night of the murders. Arthur's wife let Raymond in and soon after Arthur arrived he was visibly shaken and attempting to warm his hands over the stove. By February 15, 1933, the sheriff questioned Arthur his wife and their nine-year-old daughter and on February 18th Arthur was arrested as a material witness by March 10th of 1933 he was charged with murder but his defense filed an appeal to dismiss based on the lack of evidence the prosecution tried to get the judge to believe that the two men's ongoing feud was what caused Arthur to kill. The judge did not agree and believed that there was too much suspicion and not enough evidence. Arthur Curry was released and all charges were dismissed. Arthur Curry died in 1955. If he committed these crimes, or knew who did, we will never know. Other theories included that Germond was selling moonshine and owed people money, or another that he had a scorned lover. 
You can check out the YouTube video by Dr. Vincent Cookingham. He's a descendant of the Dutchess County Sheriff who had initially investigated the German murders. He dissects the timeline and in my belief, solves the crime. This case is 93 years old. Will it ever be solved? Or is it just one to be left to the realms of the unexplained? Once again, we have Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Jordan Sparks behind me. I hope you enjoyed this week's story, and I hope you enjoy this music. I hope your Thanksgiving escapes the horror that the Germans experienced. Um, and from all of us here at Unexplained Realms, may your turkey be plump, your potatoes and gravy never have a lump, may your yams be delicious, and your minds always stay suspicious. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsor's links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you.